Hey guys, it's Vicky. This is Zone 7 and today I'm here with Hannah Kidman. Um, you're an actor. I am. Amazing. Do you I'm do anything writer. else on the side? Yes. Yeah. This is what I was going to say. A lot of actors do a lot. Do a lot of writing, yeah. I had like one attempt at directing in a festival and they went, this is really hard. I'm not very good at this. So, <laughs> yeah. do that so in terms of writing, do you prefer to do scripts for theatre, um, on screen? So I've always like wanted to write for screen. I feel like my... The vibe of my writing feels very, I don't know, Netflixy. Is that a weird yeah. thing to say? Like it feels. No, it's a vibe. That yeah. kind of, yeah, like modern, like certainly not like teen, but very like modern millennial type bingeable, yeah. um, you know, serious but funny kind of thing. But um, that's what I would love it to be. I'd love it all to be like a series that you can just binge. Um, but. At the minute, it's like I wrote a play that went to a festival, which was great. And um, that's just like, I need to like pick it up again and turn it into something else. But right now I'm writing a short film. I'm just like always sort of on to the onto next thing. But yeah. <laughs> what festival did you manage to take your it's called Turn On Fest? It was at the Hope Mill, Festi- uh, Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester. Oh, which was, it was really cool. It was really nice. And you do like a 20 minute um, bit of a short play. And um have a little interview afterwards about like how you're developing it that was good fun I mean people aren't always like the easiest to work with and it was definitely an interesting experience and like I definitely had to humble myself and be like if we were like exploring a scene and the wording wasn't working being like okay Hannah like you can't be offended by that was the whole point of this is to find what works within the narrative so if it is like yeah literally cut half of the dialogue in the scene yeah then that's what it should be. Like we had a we had a scene where we actually did that. It was like a quite sort of a crux turning moment of um, abuse. Psychological abuse nearly turns physical as a physical threat. And um, I had it, I think I was attached to it because I was writing from experience. Yeah. So for me, it was like I was writing a lot of the things that were actually said. And it's like, it felt so important to me to like say it because I was like, oh, imagine if someone said this to you sort of thing. But I think that was like the writing it was maybe the therapeutic bit and then the being an actual artist bit was going, actually, it's so much more effective yeah. if there are a solid five minutes after she nearly hits her, um, neither of them know what to say because yeah. she can't make it right and she can't forgive her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, she works. It's really annoying. Like everything I've said, let's <laughs> just scrap it, scrap yeah. it, scrap two pages. Like, God, God, God. And it was, it was more effective. It was really, yeah, and that's why you do stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and also a lot of writing is so vulnerable and comes from a place where we're drawing on our own experience. Yeah. But then how do you make it palatable, performable, more entertaining for other yeah. people to consume? And it is that I want it to stay authentic to this experience that I'm drawing from. But at the same time, I understand that it's an art and that, you know, we can build on it at the very least so I yeah. completely understand what you're saying and the people fill in the gaps to be honest because it's like you've got to give the audience some credit for the fact that they're going to watch that and like they might really just own experience or they might well, I hope not God, I hope everyone everyone else hasn't had an abuse upon yeah. but like um, relate it to something that they understand or think start or you know start to imagine you like everybody's had that fight where they didn't know what to say until ages after and you have that weird shower thought where you figure out what you should have said yeah. and so it's like leaving the people in that moment where they think oh well, what would I have said and they're gonna keep thinking about it and it might, it might come to them in the shower ages later <laughs> and to think that someone three months from you know now had a shower and thought about my play is probably 
probably a good thing so that's yeah. good. <laughs> did you get to act in it as well as right yeah um i was i didn't want to be the like lead sort of girl i actually played the abusive partner yeah which was really interesting for me it was a really i really wanted to do that to like have an acting challenge yeah um because i'm not an aggressive person at all it's not really in my nature i am a very stubborn person and i think that was interesting having it being from my perspective it was based on a partner i had but also it was a character it wasn't completely yeah. um like that person and i think to then take it make it my own and think how someone can get to that point and almost like try and understand that person like people always say like oh to play a villain you have to understand why why they would do it mm -hmm. why it's right to them and i don't think that's always true i think people are evil i think people can do bad things and know they're bad but dig their heels in um and i think that's maybe the type of character this is that she knew what she was doing wasn't right yeah um but was felt they had reasons or whatever um so i think that was a really interesting exercise for me to be like God, what would I like you know is there a point where someone snaps and they do something that they can't believe they just did and couldn't forgive themselves for sort of thing so um like you know there's I think there's, I've heard an interview once and they were just like oh everyone's capable of killing someone and that's an even more extreme version like everyone's yeah. capable of everyone's capable of hitting someone or whatever and I'm like oh what would like what would make me do that what would frustrate me that much what what type of insecure attachment could I develop to the point where the idea of my partner leaving me would want to hear like yeah. for me I can't imagine ever doing that. Yeah. But it's in, it's interesting to understand how these people walk around the world because also then hopefully people can see that and maybe avoid those people. Or yeah. if you are someone who has an anger issue, you can get some help. <laughs> yeah. And it's a really complex issue to be tackling and obviously one that's very close to your heart. And I thought it was really interesting that you've decided to play the other side. Yeah, play the villain. Um, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was definitely weird. It's definitely something I couldn't have done a year after. Yeah. Um, it took me five years to write about that experience. Um, and it took a lot of things before that. Like, it took um, confronting my ex-partner and stuff like that. Like, I said to them, I actually, like, said the words at some point, you need to appreciate that, like, what you understand of domestic abuse and what you see in films like that's that's you you're a domestic abuser and like yeah if if you can't reconcile that within yourself and want to change then like yeah. and um obviously at first they were like no i'm not i'm not like that i'm like yeah. <laughs> well i've said my piece <laughs> um but yeah. like but then years later they've apologized and stuff like that and i i hope they've had therapy god i hope they've had therapy <laughs> um but then my problem now um but yeah it was it was definitely interesting for me like that many years later you can go oh, well, actually, maybe I can try and understand those like motivations or try and understand what causes someone to go to those extremes. Um, and it was kind of cathartic, actually. Yeah. Because it's like I could be on stage and in character and in rehearsal and understand a very human perspective of it, of yeah. like everybody sometimes does things they didn't expect from themselves. But then I could also get off stage or finish rehearsal or whatever and be like, what a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also understanding a character and being able to get into the shoes of a character mm -hmm. does not mean justifying what that character no, does. certainly not. And I think that's such a great um, like acting practice is to be able to like 
be someone who you would yeah. you could never be like um, yeah yeah and that's something i hope i'm able to do and if i don't get to in something where i can pick my own part might as well do it, <laughs> if you're exactly. about it. yeah and i think being in those shoes and acting that way and understanding like this is so horrific yeah. I, I never want to be here almost allows you to explore that action without it coming from you yeah so it can even be preventative um in definitely, a lot of ways def- and you know like so it is it is funny it's funny to go go to imagine like imagine if i was like that imagine if i could do that and yeah, yeah. it is kind of preventive like is that <laughs> a conversation you've had to have with your partner is- yeah so this is actually a really interesting reflection of the partner that i wrote about in that play because um they said that they'd leave me if i ever kissed someone for a part right which is the weirdest thing I've ever fucking heard, but anyway. Um, but I, I, I do understand feeling that way. It's like I don't fuck someone active, but maybe that's my sort of sheltered view yeah. of it where I'm like, that's so weird, it's part of the job. Like, it's just, just a get job, over yeah. It, yeah. Um, but obviously, like, uh, my fiance not being not unhinged um, <laughs> was is very, like, you know, she, she never said to me that I couldn't do that or whatever, but she yeah. definitely was like, I shot something for the BBC and I actually had a sex scene in it, which got a cut, which I thought was a shame because it was the only <laughs> queer one in it. Yeah. Uh, like, that was like that was definitely a weird one. And when that was coming out, she was like, oh, God, you're going to be like, and they count, like, looking like you're having sex with another woman. And I was just like, yeah, like, I actually do get why that's weird. And I definitely, like, gave her a cog. And, you know, she she said about, like, <laughs> it was so, so funny. She Googled while I was on set how long it takes for bacteria to leave your mouth after you kiss someone because she didn't want to kiss me if I still had a trace of having kissed someone else like, yeah. it was the weirdest thing there was like what and she was like I don't know just give me <laughs> a minute you comfortable never going to have to deal with this so I was like okay yeah. she's like I didn't mean to fall in love with an actor sorry okay. I guess as long as like the boundaries that you've set for each other work then yeah exactly yeah it's good that she's able to be supportive and I think all different types of job have levels of intimacy definitely where it's like I need to get paid yeah. Um, I'm also getting to do the craft that I love. You need to be able to support me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. We were actually talking in the episode before with the actor and he was saying he's heterosexual, but he's comfortable playing queer roles. Um, yeah. So being with a man or, you know, sex yeah. scenes. How do you feel as someone who is queer mm. about, you know, playing a straight person or a straight person playing a queer person? So do you know what's so interesting about that is like, this is something I debate in my head all of the time. Yeah. Like this is like a very like hot dog and actually when I uh like I was up for a part once and I had the same agent as a girl who I was at school with and um we were up for the same part and it was a queer part and I'm I mean look it's fluid I actually don't know but she has a boyfriend and I think I was a bit like I don't know in my head in that position I felt like it was unfair if she got it over me but then I was like is that actually because I just want the part and it's like that's (laughs) how it's emanating when actually like if she does better in the audition then she deserves the part of me yeah but um I think it really depends on how it's portrayed yeah like I've seen parts where someone's playing someone queer who isn't queer yeah and they are playing it in such an exaggerated way yeah that it yeah like it's like oh I don't really like that like yeah I watched I don't know if you saw the film prom I don't think so. Oh, it's a, I'll watch it now. Though. It, no, it's really good. And it is, it is a gay story based on a true story. Uh, it was these two girls who wanted to go to prom together and in some southern place. And um, 
America and so the like parents union or ever tried to cancel their prom. Yeah. Um, you might have read the like news story about it. Yeah. And um so James Corden plays in it. This yeah. really and so basically people from like a, a theatre went and like flew the prom or whatever. Very big big gay story. I like this fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but um James Corden plays a gay guy who at one point like cries on Meryl Streep about the fact that his mum stopped speaking to him when he came out. And I was like, he was doing it in such a like camp big way and telling this painful story of rejection that I just felt like he hadn't maybe done the work to understand Mm -hmm. that I would, it felt a bit icky. But then there's other like, I mean, Orange is the New Black, no notes. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. The only reason I'm upset that Natasha Leone is straight because it means she went down to me. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me because she's done it well and the, the whole thing was handled really well and that was clear stories in it and stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. I think sometimes there are things where it becomes so like canon queer content, like mm. things like Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Again, though sexuality is fluid, like how do we actually know that they yeah. didn't just end up with a woman but that yeah. they're pansexual or whatever you know what I mean like or gender I mean fluid or yeah even gender fluid like we're, we're making this assumption of straight white guys which actually that makes me feel even ickier so it's like what are you gonna do quiz someone on who they want to fuck every time they walk in an audition room and they don't owe owe us coming out to no, us like exactly um, I think it was I'm really really bad with names one of the characters in heart heart Heartstopper. Heartstopper, that's the one. Kit Connor, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kit O'Connor, is that right? Yeah. Kit Connor. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know. And he, he was, he's kind of late 18 and he was forced to be like, yeah, I am bisexual, actually. Yeah. And people have been doing it to Harry Styles for years, right? Like, come out or stop pretending. And he's like, it's not, he's not pretending, he's being his authentic self. Yeah. But I do think it's really important, like you were saying, at least a queer person, maybe it doesn't have to be a queer person acting, but being involved in that story. Yeah. And almost being there and, checking that things because yeah. not every queer person is going to have the same experience but just having a single queer person in the room full of like yeah. maybe um cis straight men and women and just being like mm, have you guys ever been around a queer person yeah. this doesn't feel right it's like the smallest thing of like going get a, go, go to a gay bar see yeah. you do the research yeah. people react around you see how, yeah go to like queer spaces go to you know go to to Stonewall and go to a march and go to like do you can do those things like yeah. it is open to you I get yeah. like in 2023 we can't act like it's this small hidden yeah. fraction of people it's it's not there's gays everywhere or someone yeah. like, <laughs> do the research like you it, would with any other role make yeah. sure you're representing the community correctly and that you're not you know there's no way to guarantee you're not gonna upset anyone but you're not like upsetting the vast majority of people exactly um, by you know, taking a lifestyle and making it to this caricature and kind of alienating that yeah. group almost. I mean, and that's how I always feel about myself playing someone straight. Like, yeah. just to come back to your actual question, God, I rambled, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right, um, I love it. Honestly, if you're like, oh, we've been speaking for four hours, <laughs> tell me to shut up. But um, no, I, mean, I feel the same way about me playing someone straight. I mean, I think there's a slightly different thing with that because I do think that to pe- play... There are some things that you shouldn't play. And I will say that you shouldn't really play... Well, you should never play a race that you're not. Yeah. And you... Sh- I will struggle with someone playing an ability that they're not. Yeah. I'm disabled. But then on the flip side, I play someone not disabled because I can. But also, if you 
are not, for example, a wheelchair user and you play a wheelchair user, whereas someone who is a wheelchair user can't go, today I'm going to play someone who yeah. can walk. That, yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. I wouldn't ever play someone who's trans, for example. I think that's a really unique experience. But the thing about playing someone straight is, A, I was so in the closet that I was in the closet to myself for yeah. a solid 18 years. So I do know what it's like to be straight. Yeah. Um, because if you ask my high school, I was. <laughs> um, and I think also because we do live in a heteronormative society, like, yeah. It doesn't take much research for yeah. me to actually. Yeah, I, I was going to say the source material is plenty and is everywhere. It's yeah. been inundated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the source material is, is my parents and most people's parents, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. Like loads of stuff, you know, because, you know, there is the. If you went into, oh, you can't play someone you look like to such a serious degree, it's like, well, would I have to kill someone to play a murderer? Like, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I'm so interested in the work that you're doing. You mentioned that you'd been filming something with the BBC. What's an exciting project that you've recently been working on that you're able to talk about? So yes. much of acting is, I can't say anything. I'm really sorry it's coming out in six years. No, it's fine. I would, so I, that actually, that show came out. I'm only, uh, they, I was going to be in two or three scenes. They cut some stuff. I'm in one scene, but I look good now. I'm at the end of episode four of Everything I Know About Love. I'm in that. Making I've out watched with that. Yeah, I'm the only girl she gets with in that like, sex montage. I need to rewatch. I'm really bad about watching on my phone. I'm going to yeah, watch yeah. and then you'll, you'll see, out you will miss me. There's literally like me across <laughs> a bar. Um, but yeah, and then, but I mean only for a, a minute and then you can't see my face because I'm making out with someone. But um yeah, the most recent thing I did was be in a film called Our Kid, which is coming to Rain Arts Festival nice. tomorrow. Oh, that's so interesting. Which is also my birthday, so it feels like good good luck or something. Yeah. Um, yes, so I'll be in that. I'm in a scene, but I, I have lines. <laughs> People, honestly, so yeah, just understand that, like, I had done. <laughs> they, have they gave me four lines i'm so proud yeah i'm so proud um and but i mean that's seen uh speaking to leanne best who is an absolute icon of a scout star she's in those bbc and itv and films she's a full-time working actor and um knew her from the telly also knew her because her sister was a year above me early first so like knew yeah. who she was um and yeah i was in a scene with her and i was just like honestly a bit starstruck and like yeah it was a very exciting moment to think that you're joining those ranks. Yeah. Like, it's something of being like, I feel like I'm nothing next to someone who has a really established career, but then yeah. also we're both here, aren't we? Yeah, we've both, both got to where we are. Yeah, we're both here doing this thing, even if we got about it different ways, even if we're getting paid different amounts. <laughs> um, you know, we we still both ended up in this in this room yeah learning these lines putting on these costumes and being trusted to tell this story yeah um and it's a very heartfelt story and what's actually very interesting about the film that she's in considering we're speaking about it is that the main character has Sarah palsy and the actor who is also the writer and i think it was based on a member of his own family and that's why it's sort of done sensitively he does not have Sarah palsy and i think that is a really interesting thing where ordinarily when I heard that, I went, oh, my God, do I want to do this? Yeah. Is it like, you know, I'm, I'm disabled. So I was like, is that something I want to do? Is it going to be? And I just thought, this is an amazing opportunity. It seems like it is told very authentically, authentically yeah. and carefully and with sensitivity. Um, you know, there could be more to be gained than lost. And if I see it and I think maybe it, it's not quite how we all imagined it would come out, then, you know. 
I would s- sincerely apologize for that. Yeah. I'd say I was wrong, like I'm always willing to grow and learn from that. And then maybe, you know, but maybe that invites me to learn something from that, meet other members of the disabled community and, you know, make something else. And yeah. make something, you know, um, I was like, they make something better. I'm watching the film tomorrow. I may not be able to make something <laughs> better. It might be absolutely fantastic and I hope it will be. Um, and it was a really, really lovely team. So no, I do I do think it, it is going to be brilliant. But um, that that was an interesting thing. Like, that was one of the moments where I had to go, oh God, am I like, am I, yeah, it's always a joke, am I getting it cancelled? But I was like, am I, am I okay with that actually? And I had to think about it and I think, as a studying actor, I was like, I could really do with the experience. Um, when I learned I was going to be in a scene with like an actor I really admire, and I sort of, because they're more established in their career, kind of trust their judgment. Yeah. So I did sort of think, okay, if this actress I really respect is in it, maybe that means that yeah. it's going to be done well. Uh, I know and trust the producer. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I think I know it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, um, and so much as an actor is taken out of your hands, like even after if you, if you're completely happy with the script and you've acted it the way that you've spoken to the director, mm-hmm. so much in editing can then change. Oh my god, yeah. And so I think it's important, especially with actors, that we give them the grace to be like, this was a different project when I came on. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with how it's how it's oh, come it's out to out. you, and I'm here and ready to learn about. You how, know, how, how if I were in that kind of project, I could have made it better or done yeah. it better or done it more sensitively or who I should have spoken to to understand yeah. or, you know, because I, I was, if I, I'm sure that there was so much, I mean, from how actually authentic his performance is from the bits, little bits I saw, um, I would say clearly he's really done his research and I think his research was obviously to do with the fact that he grew up with someone who yeah. had this condition. Um, so... That I'm kind of okay with. It's like, you know, I think there's a fine line with, well, it is acting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, was it like, I'm always open to, to be like, okay, if that was, if that was wrong, that was, that was wrong. And let's try and, yeah. you know, do better next time. Everybody get, you know, I think actors, it's such a weird thing because you're being watched the whole time. You're yeah. potentially making your mistakes and learning your lessons. And if I was in, you know, um, office job, uh, bad enough mistake, I might get fired and then I'd probably get another office job. Yeah, um, and it doesn't follow you. No. Because no one writes a massive, like, disclaimer, like, oh, Vicky did this at her old job. Like, at no. worst case scenario, they won't give me a reference and I can just pretend I lost their email or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, obviously, you know, people are in, you know, I think Julia Roberts played a, uh, trans man and quite famous film I can't even think of the name of now mm-hmm. and um, she said and it, but it was she like won an Oscar for it I think like she was really well commended and then I think like recently she said offered that role now I wouldn't do it and it wasn't I my place, yeah. totally respect that like yeah. I think you know we're all learning we're mm-hmm. all growing and like the conversations are changing every day there are issues that I didn't understand when I was younger you know yeah. people of our parents generation might not understand what it is to be you know the amount of times I've heard up oh, well they is a plural word I'm like no it's not yeah. it's a non-committal word if you found yeah. a random wallet in the park you would say I'll see if I can find a unit yeah. if you don't know who it is and in that way representation is so important because it is people who fail to understand might then watch a movie who humanizes and you shouldn't have to have someone humanized to understand them but i I definitely think it helps with a lot of people when they watch 
that story and they become part of that story almost of someone who they might not have understood before so failed to accommodate for. So true. So true. Yeah. It really does humanise people in a nice way where you see, uh, think, well, actually, have I met that person or I saw that person? I, I certainly wouldn't yeah. think a certain way about them. Yeah I, would, yeah, I wouldn't think I don't want to speak to them or I wouldn't think they're dangerous or I wouldn't think that yeah. they are taking some kind of autonomy from me or yeah. having their own rights. Yeah. Um, which is often seems to be a bit of a misconception. Yeah, and I think also, I, I, I know this comes from a place of privilege when I say this, I think as a white person, yeah. um, and my parents are from an immigrant background, but I'm very easily English passing. Yeah. My accent is English. There's so much representation for me out there. I think if we went the next five years without representation for me, I'd be completely You'd okay. Still be fine, yeah. I, I could watch the last... 120 years of cinema and find myself in every movie yeah and i think it's important to tell carefully and authentically the stories of queer people of people of different races different abilities different backgrounds experiencing different traumatic yeah. events as well because that yeah. that can really change the fabric of your identity 100%. um so just telling those stories telling them in a way that doesn't make caricatures of the yeah. people um I don't know if I'm saying that word right. I really hope I am or I have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. I mean, English is not my first language and I always blame every single time I say something wrong. English isn't your first language, really. Yeah, I learned it when I was about six, actually. Really? Because you, you speak it it's so Englishly. It's <laughs> so Englishly, exactly. Yeah. You're very um, Yeah, I just caught up at one point. <laughs> Some of the words... Like... I mean, kids are so malleable. Yeah, they? right? Kids are so malleable. I think we're trying to learn a language now. I tried to learn French and... God, that little bird from Duolingo. go, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I I often say it with my mum's trilingual, actually. Yeah. Um, she speaks French and Spanish, so that was what her degree was in, and she's really committed uh, life to, um, like, continuing to learn them, and I, you know, really commend her for that. Like, she actually works yeah. on them. She does Spanish conversation classes every every wow. week, and I'm always like, oh, my God, I'm literally fluent, and she's like, oh, I'd never call myself fluent. Like, she's yeah. very like, much, like, always wanting to learn, which I admire, and I hope I take some of that from her. Actually, speaking two languages as I was growing up meant I took to other languages much easier. Yes, that's Have really you had to play a different nationality? I No, I would love to, actually, and I would love to, you know do like a like villanelle type thing and have to speak yeah. loads of different oh, languages yeah. or whatever because it's so cool but then also god she must be smart that jodie Comer yeah. would i have learned it the way that she learned it as yeah. quickly and as uh, eloquently and as authentically i have no idea i think jodie is an incredible actor and actually does a really good job of a funny complex villain character a hundred percent which I think, especially a female one. Mm. I think we give too many male characters too much time. I don't know if it was the villain or if it was the detective, actually. But um, one of them in the original book that it's like based off was male. And their oh, sort of sexual chemistry that goes throughout was heterosexual. Yeah. Which makes it so much less interesting. And I don't know if that is me saying that as a queer person, that I'm like... No, I agree. But I think it adds a layer. Yeah, it does add a layer because it seems more unexpected. And it seems more like, I don't know, it adds to the danger a little bit. Like, yeah. not only did I think I was straight, she might kill me. It's so, it's like... <laughs> and no, I think that it was a really interesting and important performance. And I'm a big fan of all the work she does. Oh, so. if you've seen like Prima, Prima Fassi, is yeah, that what it's yeah. called? My God, I was really good. It's gorgeous. Because wow. I wanted to watch it in theatre, couldn't get tickets. Um, so now 
I want to watch it if they've got a recording somewhere. That I watched it. it in cinema. Interesting. They did do a National Theatre Live thing. It was really, really good. I've got to do that then. I've been trying to go to theatre more, but... Yeah, I'd like to, to be fair. It's expensive as well. It's so expensive. It's getting unattainable and actually given a platform as a, but that is something I will talk to is the yeah. fact that there needs to be more accessibility in the arts and I mean that for everything I mean that yeah. for a disabled person I mean that for people of minority backgrounds and all those things but I also say that as literally like if you can't afford it because yeah. it is ludicrous the amount of things people can't afford and you know even the thing like you know I remember being told oh um after leaving drama school, well, you know, you, you never stop learning to be an actor and you'll, you should go to class and you should do this. And I'm like, sorry, where am I? Yeah, it's £200 a class. Yeah, where am I getting the money to go to acting classes Yeah, after paying for my... When I'm, now I have to start paying off my degree. Yeah. Um, the cost of living has gone up. It's 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 looking like it's electric or an acting class. And <laughs> frankly, winter's coming. So, <laughs> like, it's just ludicrous. And I mean, you know, yes, there are free things you can do. And yes, I do all those things. But everyone gets upset and listens <laughs> to this. If you're only actors out there and you think she doesn't care and I should... What? Yeah. Trust me, for a start, you don't want my place. I'm not doing that well yet. But, like, also, you know, I do all the things you can do. But it's like, oh, my God, like, it, you know, it's impossible to keep learning. And I always yeah. do think that's so unattainable to, you know, oh, you should buy this book and you should watch this film and you should, you should see the theatre, but you should see it while it's in theatre because that's how you get through experience. Yeah. Or even you should see it when it goes to National Theatre Live in the cinema because, yes, that's cheaper, but it's not. It's still 12 quid to go to the yeah. Cinema these days, it's like, it is so unattainable, honestly. And like, I saw something about like an executive of theatre, like trying to justify the 300 quid base rate tickets. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't care what you are saying. Yeah. And if it it's was even value. that people were paid fairly down the chain, but it's not, it's all the money's being collected at the top. Yeah. No one involved is getting paid enough. No one watching... I mean, accessibility is not just about who's on your screen. It's about how easily can the people that would relate to that be able to yeah, watch yeah. it. Maybe that being a story that's told would really help that person who that happened to. Yeah. However, if you are going through the world as someone with a protected characteristic from a low-income background, how the fuck are you getting a £400 theatre ticket yeah. to see this thing that then a load of rich white people will go, oh, it was really, really moving and really progressive. Just fuck it. It is for you because it's important that you learn that, but it's also not for you. And that's such yeah. a shame for it to be like... It can't be almost theatrical in the sense of like, these. this is this person's experience and you get to walk in, pay 400 quid for two hours, walk out and go back to your privileged privilege lifestyle, feeling, yeah, I've become more educated on this and I know more about this, but you've still paid 400 pounds for a ticket and that's... A family's yeah. rent for a month. Exactly. Not in London. Bloody yeah. I wish no. it would be, but oh my God, you're in no. a food shop or something. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important that there's diversity on and off the screen. Mm -hmm. There's accessibility everywhere. And that we're making sure that the movies that we're... I am a big believer, obviously, in artists getting paid for their art, but also having it widely accessible. Yeah. Like, once you once it's hit the big screen and you made your millions, put it on YouTube. Like, what yeah. are you keeping it for? True, true. Once it's been out for a while as well, like, yeah. I mean, I think you have to buy it, but I do love that Barbie, like, went straight to yeah. Amazon Prime, but I do think you have to buy it on Amazon Prime, but it's still less expensive than going to cinema. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, agree, but put it out there make it a thing everyone can watch because 
otherwise, yeah, how do, how do we all learn? Like, if it's not widely accessible, equally, if you are from a place of privilege and you think that you don't want to know or understand this thing, but then it goes on to a main television channel, you you know, BBC, ITV, whatever, and you sit down on a Tuesday evening after work and you happen to watch this thing yeah. about someone who's not the kind of person you might have ever met, then great amazing yeah you yeah. might have actually learned something and benefit someone that's great and yeah yeah it's, whereas you know if you do have to pay 15 quid to go to cinema even if you certainly have 15 quid you might not spend your 15 quid there yeah. because you don't care and it's time as well like how many for example a single mother of three kids does she have the 15 pounds also does she have the two hours yeah because she's then got to pay for childcare. that's time that she can't spend with her family yeah like it, it's important to um have those conversations you know, was it by Kim Kardashian? So like, around the same twenty four hours. No, they don't. No, not your twenty four hours. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have your twenty four hours. I don't have somebody who's made me breakfast by the time I get up. Let me tell you. Like, yeah, or somebody who's forcing me to work out. If I had, yeah, like somebody. Yeah, you're not accounting for the two hours it took me to motivate myself to go to the gym for an hour. Actually, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you if there's anything yeah. you wanted to work in before we close off TikTok. So I've been trying to do this thing of. Um, follow my dreams with me for 365 days yeah. and see what happens and um, yeah like it's, it's going okay it's, yeah. going, it's going steadily I'm on day 115 nice. of working toward my dreams the, one of the first things that I wanted to achieve when I started it was can I quit my job and focus on this and I did Yay, yay, around day 80 or something. I will say that I'm really, really proud that I managed managed yeah. to leave my job because it was making me miserable. It was making me feel unappreciated and it was exacerbating my disability and it was stopping me pursuing my dreams. Mm. So when I think about this thing of like chase my dreams every day for a year, yeah. I was like, well, if I have to go here, like at least 300 days of the 365, then... Wait, you only get 28 this whole day in a year. What have we even chatting? <laughs> Way more than 300 days. Yeah. Then, like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm never going to get to do it. I'm never going to have yeah. time working hospitality. I'm getting home at one in the morning. And then you have to, same thing, you don't all have the same 24 hours in a day. No, we don't. I wouldn't see if I, I wouldn't ever see my partner if I spent every minute applying for jobs or doing auditions or whatever. Like, or, you know, sometimes you can't accept an audition or you can't accept, you know, that people talk about, oh, I, call them passion projects <laughs> free they mean they mean free yeah um they mean do them because you're passionate do them if you don't need to make rent um but you definitely can't do it if you have to go to work that day yeah like i can't afford to miss a day as a paid work to go and do a film for free that might do well one day at some <laughs> festival like yeah and even then are you going to get royalties off it yeah <laughs> i'm i'm sure you'll get there and i think the only difference between someone who does get there and someone who doesn't is working really hard, committing to that, which is why your yeah. 365 days of following your dreams is so important. Yeah. I will link your TikTok yes. everywhere I can, um, repost some of your videos onto my TikTok feed as well, so it's easier for my followers to get to you. Oh, thanks. Um, and yeah, it will be really wonderful to see where you are at the end of 365 days. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, I probably won't have my Academy Award by then. That's maybe <laughs> a little preemptive. <laughs> Most but... movies take longer than that to make it. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, maybe Maybe I'll get cast in something by then and then yeah. I'll have to do another few three, six months. <laughs> yeah, it's been so wonderful to speak so to you. So nice speaking to you.